Katie Philippi is a registered dietitian and certified personal trainer in Hawaii, and she just finished her first year of being a dietitian. She's the founder of Nutrition Clearly, where she hosts 100% virtual group boot camps to help clients find clarity and balance in their approach to fitness and nutrition through intuitive eating. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Katie. Hi. So why don't you just give us a bit more information about your nutrition philosophy? What is it that your business is all about? I would say that my business is really about focusing on how all foods really play a role in a healthy lifestyle. So, you know, food is more than just what nourishes our physical bodies. It's social, emotional, mental, cultural. It's what connects us to other people. It creates memories. And I feel like many people have lost that amidst all the diet culture. So my philosophy is really based on intuitive eating and focusing on how we can nourish all aspects of our health and create a lifestyle that we can enjoy in the long run. Wow. But yeah, that's really awesome. I really love, you know, your approach to all of this and you can tell that you really have a clear picture of, you know, what it is that you're trying to help people with. So that's really great. So can you talk about your journey now with starting and growing your business? Growing my business. I actually filed for my business last May, but I didn't start anything until this year in January. And as time has gone on, I realized that I needed to care about setting goals and being intentional. I never really put the focus into my business because it just felt like a side hustle, like a hobby. And I was focusing on my clinical job. So it's definitely grown a lot since the beginning. Yeah. And kind of since realizing that you wanted to put more focus on that, how did you start to approach those goals in your business? They're definitely more specific. I used to avoid having any goals, especially like any money goals. And as time has progressed this year, I realized that I needed to approach the goals the same way that I teach my clients, which is like, what do I want to see happen? How can I make it more actionable? What wasn't working for me? Why wasn't it working? What needs to change? And I always would advocate for that growth mindset to my clients and to try learning from challenges. But when it came to business, I was just stuck in that fixed mindset. My Instagram was a certain way at the time. And I thought, like, if I did anything different, that I would lose followers or engagement. People wouldn't be interested in me anymore. And looking back on it, it just seems like so silly because I'm in an even better place now with social media and not just like with analytics, but mentally, oh my gosh, it's so much better. So I approach goals and my business with more of that growth mindset for sure. Yeah, that's really helpful. And so going off of that, what did your Instagram look like before versus where it is now? It was completely a hobby, like just to share motivating things, to inspire people to move their bodies, to eat well. And since moving to Hawaii, it was just like, oh, this is me at the beach. This is me at a hike. And It's still that, but it was trying to grow it from a more personal page, an inspiring page to what do I help people do and working that message in somehow and changing my posts a little bit to reflect that. Yeah. And that's really great that you still have that personal aspect of your life in Hawaii, but it's definitely great to hear that you've transitioned more of the approach to showing, you know, how can I help these people in regards to bringing them into your business? Yeah. So is the niche that you have now where you started out at? 
<laughs> uh, no, I would say that my niche is, that's a tougher area for me because I'm going to be honest, I still don't feel like the clearest about it. Definitely from when I first started in January, I'm a lot further, but I still feel like I'm talking to like three different kinds of people based off of the girls in my programs. So I've been doing a lot of like listening and asking questions so that I can hone in on my niche a little bit more, but it's definitely a process and I'm a really indecisive person when it comes to who I'm helping. I love variety and I know Libby is right where it's like better to market to that one niche or that ideal client. So you can attract more people, make them feel like they know you can help them solve their problem a hundred percent. So the niche is a little bit of a work in progress for me. Yeah, but that's great to reflect on and see that, you know, it's not something that happens overnight and it does take time, but it is definitely a good direction to head into. And so what is helping you get more of that clarity on who the one person is that you want to work with, what that ideal client looks like for you? Listening like no other. (laughs) When I have girls come into my bootcamp, I ask them questions as part of their introduction. And the questions I ask is for me to get a better idea of like, what is meaningful to them? What are they struggling with? And it's me trying to find commonalities between my clients. And so I can paint a better picture to future clients. A lot of listening, Marissa. (laughs) (laughs) That's great though. There's no better market research than the exact people that you're working with. So I think that's, that's really great advice for sure. I think like when I started in January, like I didn't start with one-on-ones. I just went like for the boot camp, and I like back then had no idea. I didn't know who I was like making this group for. And now it's like listening a lot more. And although I didn't really know much about who I was talking to along the way, they've given me a lot of clarity. And it's just me doing it. Like I just had to show up and do it, even though I didn't really know 100%. They're like helping me fill in that gap. Yeah, that's really important to see as well. You know, getting started before you are 100% is absolutely what you should do because that that helps you get that clarity. Absolutely. Yeah. It sucks. It's like so scary. I feel like fear is just the biggest excuse. Oh, because I don't know. I'm scared. What if it, you know? Yeah. And so what would you maybe say to a dietitian who right now is feeling that fear to just jump in and start before they're ready? Just, ah, and I tell myself this, like, just do it. Like, what is the worst that could happen? What is the worst that could happen? Honestly, like if you do a program or one-on-one, like how long you're working with someone, if you're working with someone one-on-one for a few sessions, like you only have a few sessions with them, what's the worst that could happen? you really know more than you think and you can help them in ways they probably don't even realize. So just stop doubting yourself. And it's so easy to just say it. And I think of my past self, like you just have to bite the bullet and know that you're going to learn the answers to the questions that you have. The what if you're going to learn the answers as you go, but you have to go in order to know. Exactly. And I love that, you know, learning as you go is so important. You're never going to know everything before you get started. So that's really great advice. And so as you've been gaining that clarity and learning more from these clients that you're working with, what's been changing in your business or marketing as you've been kind of becoming more clear with who it is that you're attracting? I think as I am like getting a little bit clearer and trying to attract people, 
it's using the language that my clients now are using, like verbatim, because I don't feel like, I think I said this before we hopped on, it's like my communication skills, I feel like are not the greatest. I know what's in my brain, but to get it into words is so difficult for me. So again, I just had to start and start listening. And I didn't really know what to say in the beginning, but the more clients I've had and the more I hear from them, the more I can use their words and their language. So it does take a little bit to like start up that, but it's helped tremendously just like pulling their words from what they send to me and sharing it with Instagram, posting on stories. So yeah, using their words. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so important is to speak the language of your ideal client. Absolutely. And so going off of that with using Instagram um, to do that marketing, how do you use your Instagram to market and sell to your ideal client? All right, let me paint this picture for you because I made this huge mistake. So for like three or four boot camps, so my boot camps are a month long, I would say for three or four of them, I would only talk about it for a week before it started. So I would have an enrollment period for a week before it started and I would talk about it. I would share testimonials and post it in my stories and it's great. And it was really tough to get them filled. I would get them filled, but I was like in DMs with people, like trying to answer all their questions. I'm like, there's just something not right. Like they just don't understand fully what it is about. And so that was like before, but now, and I did this last month, a little bit the month before for the first time where it's like, I didn't limit myself to that one week of showing up and talking about specifically my offer. So it was like, oh, if I had a question in my DMs, it's like screenshotting that and putting it in my story. I like never thought to do that. And I'm like kicking myself. Like if one person has that question, Katie, come on, someone else probably has it. So just share it. It's not weird. So just sharing those questions, answering them and posting more of like when a client shares a win, posting that in stories and just showing up more with my service. I don't have an issue showing up in stories and just like talking like, hi everyone, how's your day? But like to talk and like, share your service it feels weird but it's something that it feels better now but I found that made a huge difference it's like continually to talk about my offer and not just limit myself to when enrollment is open like now enrollment is open like they could do it now it's not just limited to a week so I, I think that's helped a lot yeah, that consistency is so key. And so in regard to creating your Instagram content, what is your process for this? I have a few different kinds of content and the way I think about it has evolved a lot. I think like what could be viral, what could be vulnerable, what could be valuable. And I think as my page changes, it's still incorporating me because it makes me happy and just sharing more about like my personal journey. But now it's like tapping into, again, what my clients are saying. And let's say there is a client out there that's exactly like one I have now. It's like writing a caption or even having it in a post, like talking to that person. So now I definitely do more words. I used to never do word style posts, like a Twitter post. I'm like, how am I going to work this into my feed? How am I going to make it look cohesive and still like me and I'd be happy with how it is so 
growing into that and like figuring that out and how to mesh like my business side and me, it's been a, a challenge, but it is just listening to what people are saying and like addressing their concerns in a post. Yeah. And that sounds so simple, but we both know how difficult it can be to be simple, clear, concise, get the message across. So absolutely. It's a journey. With the different content I post, like for anyone who has never seen it, like there's me and then there's like workout videos. And now I'm starting to do like those Twitter style posts that really do speak to more of what I could help you with in my program. So it is like rotating content and keeping my feed different and trying to make things that capture people's attention, whether it's something that's motivating or inspiring them, if it's going to help them move their body that day, or if it's addressing something with food. So that's like what I think about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's really great. And so in regard to turning your audience, your followers over into clients from Instagram. What's been your biggest struggle around that? And how have you been able to turn that around? Oh my gosh. My biggest struggle was just that I would say back in January when I started and even like going up through March when COVID was just happening, my Instagram was like the same. My growth was the same. Engagement was the same. And I was really nervous. Like starting with Libby and trying to implement some of the strategies and speaking different, doing different kinds of posts, I was really scared that I would go the opposite direction in terms of growth. And Instagram loves it when you're consistent. It just loves it when you're consistent. If I take one day off, like I know (laughs) Instagram is not happy with me. So I was really scared about making any significant changes because I was really struggling with growth, which is really silly to like think about now but oh my gosh I would say that I kind of got sidetracked there a little bit (laughs) yeah no that the that's a really great you know reflection to look at is just how changing your messaging you were nervous about changing maybe your followers how that growth was their engagement but yeah. yeah but then turning those people over since kind of refining your message and your post how have you been able to turn them into sales. Yeah, I was nervous that if I changed too much, my audience wouldn't like it. They followed me for what I was posting at the time. And if I changed what I was posting, like, it would just unfollow. Like, they wouldn't be interested anymore. But that wasn't the case. It was just providing more value and addressing more concerns. And it's grown a lot more since March, like 70,000 more since March. Wow. And it is that consistency. I could tell you, Like I've been on that account for five years. If I take a week off of Instagram, nothing gets any attention. And then if I would take two days off, nothing would get any attention. And it's so disheartening to like work your way back into it. So you really have to be consistent. Post something, just anything. It doesn't have to be extraordinary. Like just post something and show up on that. But I mean, the response has been really good since I started doing more talking about my services and addressing like how to eat healthy and weight loss, intuitive eating, just talking more about my philosophy and my posts. So the response has been really good. And I just kicked myself thinking that I thought it would be any different because you're going to attract the right people. If that's what you're putting out, you're just going to keep attracting the same people with what you keep doing. Exactly. Exactly. That's a really great reflection for sure. And so 
Going back a little bit with respect to your offer, you said you just jumped right into groups because that's what you were doing already. So what was the biggest challenge with, with doing that? I mean, I think the biggest challenge was the doubt going into your first group of like, is anyone going to be interested? Am I even doing anything good? Like what materials do I provide? And I actually did a webinar beforehand and talked a little bit about it and got people enrolled and I was like really excited. And my offer back then in January, the first time I did it, it was a skeleton. Like it was a very, it was good information. It was a good program, but it was a skeleton of like, these are the basics. And as I went through that boot camp, I actually didn't make anything prior. I had like a framework. Oh, this is what we're going to do this week. I would create the content for that week as the weeks came. And I would ask for questions and feedback. And based on what they said, I would then like add it to that content before that week came up <laughs> to make it more of what they're asking for. And as I do more programs and listening and asking for feedback, just seeing those frequently asked questions, I can create my content and make it even better. And then that helps me get more clear on what I'm offering. So I'm not having to worry about what I'm offering. It's like my clients are essentially telling me what I do well with and me addressing that moving forward. It just, it just all works together. <laughs> yeah. And that's honestly really smart to, you know, like we were saying before, get started without having all of your ducks in a row, get started and make the content as you go. And it is so smart to get that feedback from your clients. That way you can refine your process moving forward and get them even more excited because you're answering all of their questions. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's really great. And so also going off of that, you know, we talked about what the biggest challenge was, what was easier than expected when enrolling these new groups? I think the easy part was as time goes on, the more I do the program and listen to the questions people have and the feedback and making the adjustments accordingly, like I just said, and offering what they're asking me for, I think that's been the easy part. Like listening is easy to do. I think we tend to overcomplicate things because we're wondering like, am I offering enough? Is this going to really help them? But like, they're telling us what they want. And based off of the questions, I'm like, ooh, that would be really good to add in like as a solid material like put it in permanently not just as a question i'm addressing here because it comes up a lot so i think the easy part has just been to listen and adjust accordingly and being flexible and being okay with that i think it's been quite easy but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's really awesome that's really helpful for sure so now with enrolling you know more boot camps that you've been doing how do you approach sales now versus when you first started I'm definitely more involved in sales than I was. And that might seem a little bit weird. I know a lot of dietitians do discovery calls or sales calls, and I don't do that. And I know that sounds, that's taboo. It's incredibly challenging living in Hawaii and being six hours behind the East Coast. It's like, I can't talk to anyone past 2 p.m. my time. So that's been a huge challenge for me. I also work part-time at the hospital. So I was worried that like with the size of my audience and the time I do have realistically on my off days that I wouldn't have enough time to fill up the spot. So right now I don't do like sales calls. I think that they're incredibly important to learn about who is and isn't right for your program. But now it's like when someone DMs me, I don't just like 
answer their question. I ask follow-up questions and I really try to get a feel for what they need and giving them that affirmation or that confidence based on what they're saying, like if it would or wouldn't be a good fit. So it's like mini sales calls, but like in DMs is what I've been doing, but I've tried to make it more involved and ask more questions. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a very unique situation to be yeah. in such a unique time zone. I know we even had issues scheduling this interview. <laughs> so, you know, you got to make, yeah, you got to make do with what you have though. And so, you know, you are doing a little bit of a, a mini discovery call in the DMs and if that's working for you, that's fantastic. So you mentioned you have a part-time clinical job. Do you have any fun clinical stories to share? I don't know about fun. <laughs> I mean like funny horror stories. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think clinical is just hard in general. You don't have much freedom in what you talk about and you don't have much time. Patients don't really care and it's really disheartening. And the things like you do feel useful for like the two feedings, the TPNs, like, yes, I can help with that. Like, it's just very minimal. Like that's like two patients. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it doesn't feel like you're making a huge impact, but I think the funniest story that I have is I went to educate somebody and like talk to them and they were on the commode. Oh, no. no idea because their gown was covering the entire thing. Their door was open. They're in the doorway, just like watching people walk by. So I'm like, Oh, it's a great time to go in and I'm talking and my patient lets out the biggest and longest part I have ever heard. <laughs> and I'm standing there and I'm like, do I say, excuse you? Do I address it? <laughs> he didn't say anything. So I just like moved on and tried not to breathe. <laughs> oh no. Oh man. That's so uncomfortable. I would have ran out there so fast. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. oh man. I mean, clinical really does set us up for some of those awkward situations. So, well, luckily, you know, in private practice, you don't have to deal with walking in on anyone using the bathroom. So that's no. good. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, moving on from that, what, yeah. So what advice would you give someone who is scared to show up, you know, show their face on social media, have that consistency and engagement, building that no like and trust factor? I think that the best advice is just to not overthink it. Even if you feel like you have nothing profound to share, just saying hi to people like on your stories in the morning like they're just seeing your face pop up and they're seeing your account show up and they're just seeing more about you. Like you don't have to always share something like groundbreaking, you know, I even like before I go to the hospital, I just say, good morning. I'll be at the hospital all day. I'll see you later. And people will DM me and be like, I just love when you come on and say hi. And I'm like, really? What? <laughs> I'm not saying anything other than hi, but people really do pay attention to that and they like knowing I don't know they just like to know um, yeah start doing something it doesn't have to be you don't have to have it all mapped out like you don't have to have content planned if you have something like oh I have this idea I'm just gonna do it you don't have to have five more ideas lined up to follow up with just post the one yeah, some really days are better than others <laughs> Totally. That's really great advice for sure. We've said this this whole entire podcast, but start before you're ready. Go with the flow. Take it yeah. one day at a time. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. So tell us what is next for your business. Next, I'm going to keep doing what 
I'm doing in terms of like hosting the boot camps. I'm going to keep showing up on my stories talking about the program and not just about whatever else is going on. It's really getting people excited and interested and like, oh, that could be me if I joined or this sounds exactly like what I need help with. Just getting people excited and not me limiting myself to one week of like marketing. It's like, oh, I cringe at that now. (laughs) But what's next is just to keep doing that and growing and seeing how I can better serve my ideal person once I find them. Um, I'm definitely thinking about doing a non-coached option next so that um, I have a lot of students that follow me. So it gives them more flexibility. So I think that's it. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's, you're already on that path to niching down, getting more clear. And it sounds like you've already had a lot of clarity through this process. So it's really inspiring for sure. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Why don't you let the listeners know where they can find you? You can find me on Instagram. I'm at Katie Philippi underscore Artie. I know you probably don't know how to spell that, but it's just K-A-T-I-E-F-I-L-I-P-P-I underscore Artie. I don't have a cool handle like Marissa does. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> um, and then my website is nutritionclearly.com. A little easier to spell there. Awesome. Oh, and I'm on YouTube too. Katie Philippi there. Yeah, that's where I first found you. So definitely go check her out on YouTube. (laughs) That's great. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for having me. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.